during today's podcast, we had some technical difficulties, you know, with our audio. So uh, I, we tried editing as best we could. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. So thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, there are many podcasts and this is one of them. So we have two seniors here today on the Hinkley High Five podcast. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Oh, I'm Jess and I'm Alexander Rubio. You got to move your hand away from me. I'm sorry. We're, we're on the radio here, so <laughs> it's all about mouth and you can't cover up your mouth. That's your only tool in this process. So how's school going? Depressing. Why is it depressing? Um... I don't know. This is our last year. Yeah. And it's sad that I find it hard for the teacher as you. Because the rest of the other years, ooh, I had like drama with all the teachers, but. Wait, did you just say I'm your best teacher? Yeah. Wow. Look Yay. At me. Yay. How about that? <laughs> you don't have to kiss up. You're already on the podcast. <laughs> so if it's not true. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I can't be your only good teacher. Tell me, tell me what makes a good teacher. Someone that's understanding and makes conversations. Okay. With other kids and all that, and knows how to actually teach. It makes the working environment fun. Unlike my other teacher. I don't want to name names. Please don't. Yeah. Please don't. We're going to have to bleep it out if you do. <laughs> We're not throwing teachers under the bus here. Um, you're like a fun person to be with, and you make other students get comfortable fast with you. And I appreciate that a lot because there's other teachers that don't have that type of relationship with other students. Okay, that's fair. Thank you for that. I mean, I try. I mean, it's, it's kind of the goal of my pedagogy is to get close to you guys and understand where you come from and how I can help you best so I mean let's just be honest anything you're gonna learn um, that will help you the most in your professional lives you're gonna learn at the job so this is just how to be a good person so what about you um you're also one of my favorite teachers oh don't 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 don't, don't, don't. <laughs> come on For no, the one, same reason, no so. one's listening to this because of, <laughs> of that i mean hopefully there's no echo i feel like there's an echo going yeah yeah i don't know how to get rid of that you're one of them so um. the comfort level is your favorite is the most important thing mm-hmm. so coming in you need to be comfortable yeah. with that teacher okay that makes sense okay now does it bother you that i'm a white male 
we'll go right into it. Mercia, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah, because I, I walked in, I was like, why is there an American flag right there? So yeah, I assume the word. That's why, you know, behind your chair says, be curious, not judgmental. <laughs> so I was being really judgmental the first day that I met you. But, um, like the second day, yeah, I was like, yeah, he's going to be my favorite teacher. Nice. Well, thank you. And I'm not going to lie. That is an extremely large American flag. It's not like a normal five by seven. Uh-huh. That's probably a six by 10 American flag. Like it's huge. Um, yeah, I got a rep, um, but no, I totally understand it. So what, what kind of feelings crop up when you see, when you saw that flag? Um, like, I don't want to say it, but like, you know, probably that like you're, you know, you have these racist ideas, but once that I learned that you like, oh, you're a history teacher and I was like, oh yeah, he must be. <laughs> I try to know my stuff. I mean, like, the. let's just be honest. I, I think you guys brought it up. There tends to be racism all over the place, right? Okay. So let's just let's jump into that. So can you guys, can you guys identify, like, how you identify? Like, what do you guys... So the audience, because the audience can't see you. What what do you guys, can you explain who you guys are? Okay, okay. <laughs> so I um, am more specifically Chamorro. I'm a Canadian. Um, and I feel like, um, yeah, that's kind of just like how I identify. Mm-hmm. And, are you recording on your phone? Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, we're gonna have some uh, uh, video too, I guess, for this. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, I'm Mexican American, and both of my parents are from Durango, Mexico, but my dad was born here in the United States, so that also makes me Mexican American. And yeah. Okay. So we were talking earlier about how people, um, what I'm looking for. Uh, judge you guys and and they just don't know anything about where you come from mm-hmm. so you um feel judged and and misunderstood i guess so you want to jump into some of the misconceptions about your culture that you feel have been brought up here at hankley okay um I've sort of experienced it a little less in Hinkley, but just like in my history of being in America as a Pacific Islander. Like, first, like I feel like we're not talked about that often, and along with many other minorities. Um, so that kind of leads to a bit of ignorance and like misunderstanding of who we are as people um, and what we come from. So, like, I've gotten a lot of people when they like first initially meet me, they're like, Oh, you're from an island? Like, does that mean you guys still live in huts? Do you guys have Wi-Fi? As if they're talking about, like, an abandoned island. But that's not really the case. Like, and, like, it's more annoying coming from a place that, like, was colonized and is currently being colonized by America. So, like, a lot of our indigenous, like, practices are being, like, demolished and not really talked about. So to think that, to 
have them say that as if it's not already becoming a problem or it's like that this isn't already an issue from an American standpoint. It's like it's really it irks me a little bit more than it should. Okay. <clears throat> uh, for me, is that thinking that you know all Mexicans are like some type of like drug cartel or they don't know how to speak English, which is like really annoying because I have like first experience with that. I was at Walmart and I was asking for assistance and the lady, she was a white person and she didn't ask what I needed help with. And she had the audacity to change the settings to English to Spanish, which was like, you know. So um, I'm a little confused, where was that? On like where? Yeah. Um, so I was at Walmart and I was asking for assistance and she and didn't change what to Spanish. <laughs> the language. On like a phone or something? No, on like the self checkout. Oh, oh yeah. And okay. I just looked at her, I was like, I didn't need help with that and um she just looked at me weird. And for the, you know, assuming that every you know Mexican is a criminal or like they're like in a drug cartel, it's like really, really annoying because that's what everyone thinks of when they see a Mexican, like, oh, you know, you're associated with the with the mafia, with Chapo, mm-hmm. and all that. And it's, like, really, really annoying because I don't think people understand how corrupt Mexico is and how the drug cartel is taking over Mexico. And they think that Mexico is, like, a little paradise where you can go on vacation, but they don't actually learn what's going on in Mexico. And I've tried to teach it to people, but, you know, it goes to one year to another. Yeah. And I mean, it is it is a tough topic because, you know, when I go to Mexico, I don't, I don't leave. I'm, at most, I'm maybe 10 miles from the coast. So I'm not going like inland, even though Mexico City, I heard, is beautiful and a lot of fun, great art, great music, great food. But yeah, it's a, it's a little tough with that. So it's, I think without seeing it firsthand through tourism, I think it's hard for people to understand kind of the situation that an everyday Mexican would have with it. So that's that's good that you're sharing with that. So thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think most people are good. I will say that most people are good. I actually have a book that we read to my kids actually titled most people are good and they want the best like most people want the same things for their kids they want their same things for um their children and their grandkids so you know i can't blame anybody for coming to america trying to have a better lifestyle Mm -hmm. but i'm just going to be honest every group that has come here whether white or not white has had trouble right fitting in people just they like what they built here and they don't want anybody else to come because it changes and so i think people are scared of change and i think that's where a lot of um, the animosity comes from and they just don't see it i mean you know where i grew up um, in north carolina i didn't i i hated mexican food because it wasn't really it, it was maybe one family, one Mexican family came up and it wasn't really that good. And I was just like, oh, I don't like it. And then I moved out west and I'm like, oh my God, this food is amazing. <laughs> like, what it, like, 
what was I eating back then when I was a kid? I'm like, well, that, that wasn't, that was white Mexican, <laughs> Mexican food. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't the same. So it's like, it's, if you don't, if you don't have that introduction to the culture and you're not aware of it and you're not connected to it, it's going to be foreign and it's going to be different. So I, I totally understand that. Um, historical question. Here we go. Do you think Mexico would be different today if during the Mexican-American War, when American soldiers were walking through Mexico City, if they had stayed and made it part of America? What do you think would be different today with Mexico? Oh, that's, that's a deep a question. Hard, that's yeah. a hard question. Um, if I'm really being honest here, um, I'm not like really like educated on like the Mexican American War, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't really have like the background information of it. But um, can you like explain the question? Sure, sure. So, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm just there's. There was a time when the American soldiers, they were beating right before the Civil War in America. They fought Mexico over essentially Texas. And um, because America broke the treaties, blah, 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 we're not going to go that deep. Um, But at one point during the war, American soldiers were walking through Mexico City after they took over. Okay. And as someone from Guam whose country has been colonized by the U.S. That's why I thought it was kind of an interesting question because you're complaining about corruption. Now, there's corruption in America and there's definitely corruption in our uh, colonies, essentially. Puerto Rico, after this hurricane, like, it's a mess down there. But with Guam, she might have a different take on this being like, you know, I wish we had lost the war and then just got left alone like Mexico where we got to figure out our own stuff as its own independent country or do you think Guam has it better than Mexico because they do have that American citizenship that they have that connection and so America would have had the obligation to take care of Mexico instead of just using it for their own good does that make sense yeah um, Deep questions here I know. on the Hinkley <laughs> High Five podcast. I feel like um, the corruption will still be the same. Okay. Yeah, I think there will be more violence and more criminals out there, like, you know, gang violence and all that. Because um, there's, like, a lot of other, like, Central American countries that are, like, the territory of America, which I forgot. Isn't it? Um, it's Cuba, right? What? Cuba. It's a ter- territory of Mexico. No, 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 no. Um, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, that that one. Yeah. There's like a lot of violence over there. Um, Trinidad, El Salvador, Honduras. Um, I feel like it will be like out of control. Mm-hmm. And, you know, drug cartels taking city by city and, you know, just owning, um, you know, mm-hmm. owning Mexico. Yeah. Like they already are, but. Yeah. You know? So it would be pretty comparable yeah. to what it is today. Mm-hmm. You don't think it would have changed much? No. Okay. And then what do you think about colonization? Like, do you think Guam would be better off if they were left alone? 
heritage-wise, yes. Um, like, I see this a lot now with, like, mainly because Guam is still owned as, like, a U.S. territory but not considered a state. So, like, we have these different scenarios where we're not allowed to vote, but we're still allowed to, like, be in the military and things like that, which I think they're taking advantage of my people in that way. Um, and they're using it for their own personal benefit and not giving us, like, the same type of energy back. Um, but, like, in terms of, like, colonization and stuff like that, um, it's pretty it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Like, as, like, a place that's still being occupied by, like, America, like, you see our, our heritage and our practices, like, so drowned out and so watered down that, like, there's a huge, like, under, like, gap of understanding when it comes to the older generation versus mine, because, like, I still have grandparents and great-grandparents that, like, still think the way that they do prior to, like, America's occupancy and everything. Um, so, like, there's some things that, like, I just genuinely don't understand when it comes, like, to me talking to, like, the older generation. Um, and, like, it's, like, to me that's kind of sad. And, like, to have to go to certain, like, areas or certain villages to, like, relearn your culture is, like, I feel like we should have our right to, like, own our own, in our own home, in our own spaces, in our own schools. But because, like, we're so, like, drowned out by America, it's, like, it's, like, there's a really blurry area. And, like, for Guam, compared to, like, other islanders or other islands, it's, like, we can, we're visibly, and like the way that we carry ourselves, we can see that we're so occupied by America. So there's a big disconnect. So when it comes to like, oh, are you in touch with this, this practice and this practice? When I get that question from other Islanders, I feel so wrong and like so disconnected and that I'm not one of them okay. in a sense. So um, if I'm hearing you right, you are talking about having, how do I want the, the younger generation in Guam is trying to be more Americanized than past generations. Is that is, but it, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out: is America pushing their culture onto you guys, and you guys are accepting it, or is there a pushback from the younger generation to be like, no, we? That's great that that we're part American but we're going to also continue our ways. There, um, there's variations all across. Um, because I do have a few people that are like still in Guam that are fully on this independence right now and like um, all about like keeping our heritage and everything alive. But then I do have those few people that kind of just let it happen, let the push happen where like, I, I feel like there's a general agreement that Keep like, it's not, we're not exactly happy with like them pushing the American culture on us, but then there's those separation of people that want to stop the push and some people that are just accepting it and taking it okay. along. Nice. Yeah. Well, I hate to, to do this. We're going to actually have to take a break. I'm getting the sign mm-hmm. from the, uh, the the guys that we need to, to cut so we can do the commercials. You know, we got to get paid for this stuff. <laughs> so we're going to cut real quick and then we'll come right back. So. Don't go anywhere. Enjoy this commercial break, and please, please visit our sponsors. Yeah, man. 
Let me do this commercial real quick, okay? I'll hit you back up, Leia. Hey, man. So this is the baby that does his hair. Maybe you know me from TikTok. Back in 2020, I was huge. But I'm just here to tell you, man, you need to get on this BET classes, man. Business, marketing, technology. Man, I'm talking about the future of making money. You don't want to make money? Then, then don't listen to this. I'm just talking to those kids who want to change the world and make some money while we do it. All right. So before I let you go, since I got this little, little time to speak to you, I want to say something to you. I heard this funny joke the other day. Yeah, man, this kid comes home from the first day of school, says to his mom, hey, ma'am, school is okay. She said, what's wrong? What, what, what happened? And he said, man, I guess I didn't learn enough because they want me to go back tomorrow. Now, back to the show. Like, he does not deserve a regular name. Junior age? Yeah. Is it, would he be considered a cordito or whatever? I don't know. I just know his music is butt cheeks. <laughs> butt cheeks? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say I'm no bad words on here. Yeah, I'm glad we got that on uh, <laughs> recording. <laughs> yes, really? butt oh cheeks. God. Welcome back to the Hinkley Hi-Fi Podcast. Yeah, well, we're talking about some really deep, deep stuff. Um, so before we move on, I just want to clarify one thing. Um, when you, who is, who is the pusher when you say, when you're talking about American um, uh, culture being pushed onto Islanders? Okay, so in, on my island, at least, um, my island's real small. But we have like a single village that's like full of tourist attractions like like so normally in like an island you wouldn't expect to see like an outlet full of Valenciaga, Louis Vuitton and stuff like that. So when I enter those villages or those areas I'm like I see like the complete culture difference. And like it's pushed on like needing expensive things and needing all this like Materialism. materialistic things that like totally aren't a part of island culture like we're more about enjoying life and the things we have around us i know island vibes man. yeah i don't know why you would <laughs> want to go do that either exactly. I, mean, so, I mean obviously that's a part of like the tourist attractions and what how america makes their money through us mm-hmm. which we i feel like we kind of don't receive back even though it's our land um but like in that like just being around that and like growing like if i was a child growing up on island like i feel like I would feel some type of obligation to be a part of it in some way, you know? Like, I would need some of these materialistic things, or, like, I would need to act or bring certain things to school when it comes around being other students or other people. And, like, to me, that's, like, not needed at all. Like, I feel like it's really more about, like, being in touch with who you are as a person, but your culture as well, and, like, just accepting the differences that we all have, like... Yeah. No, I get it. Um... My, my heritage, one of my heritage is uh, Welch, which is Wales in, in Great Britain. And uh, I guess during the summer breaks from school, they will send all their kids to a camp where they learn the Welch language, they learn the ancient culture. So I thought that was kind of cool. 
because it keeps the tradition alive. If not, it's just going to be English and it's just, it's, it's going to be gone. So let's move on from those topics. But before I do that, I just want you guys to know that when you go on vacation, just go and relax and have fun. Go do what the locals do, vibe out and be open-minded. It's the best way to, to stop hate. And please um, take care of the bandits. So please don't litter. Exactly. Please don't leave things on the beaches. Yes. None of that. That's gross. Don't throw things out of your car windows. Mm-hmm. People do that? The locals yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, good Lord. Are they, are they Americans? Mm. Yes. <laughs> oh. Okay, that's that's sad, Americans. And then the locals don't pick it up. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, so anyway, so another topic that the ladies wanted to, it's a dragon. You it's like a dragon? that? Yeah. It's really cool. It's One of my cute. students made this like origami dragon mm-hmm. and uh, I taped it to the top of my second um, computer here at Hinkley and it is awesome. I will take a photo of it and post it on our Instagram uh, and Facebook page, but it's uh, Hinkley underscore B-E-T. So it's at Hinkley underscore B-E-T. Had to look at the whiteboard to make sure about that. So tell me, what is life like for a first gen? Um, First generation, for those people that don't know. uh, Your parents having high standards, academic-wise and culture-wise, because my mother, she was born in a small ranch in Durango, Mexico, named Salitre, and she didn't go to school up to sixth grade. So obviously she didn't know any clue about like her heritage, you know, what being indigenous is like. Cause I have, you know, I brought up that question for her, like, you know, was her great great grandmother indigenous? And she's like, oh, I didn't know. So like that put me in perspective, like, oh, that, it's sad that us first gens we have to hold on onto that culture as long as we have to without having no like background information about it. Because for me personally, I feel like I'm not Mexican enough because I never had a quince. I don't do traditions during you know Christmas and all that. And it makes me feel like I'm not really into the culture like I'm like I'm supposed to be because you know I am first gen. But again, I don't really have those resources. It's all right. Keep going. Keep going. Um, I don't have those resources around me, and I'm glad that I do know Spanish and I know how to read and write it. And because I also want to talk about the topic of you know Europeans too, and I feel like they do have the resources to learn more about their culture and their language. So for them to like, you know, sit there, you know, and complain about, oh, I don't know how to speak Spanish. I don't know anything about my culture. Yet you have those resources and you have that privilege to learn. Like us for first and like my mom, she has no education experience and all that. So it's like a rocky situation for me and for a lot of Mexicans out there because I didn't know that my country was colonized until quarantine 2020, which, you know, makes me feel bad because like wow I'm like that really I'm like that uneducated or like the school doesn't really teach you about conversation like they're supposed to do and um that's great that's great I got two things I want to say there one if you do speak this is to all the students out there if you do speak a second language other than English please 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 learn how to read and write in that language and what 
and how to write academically because if you can do that you have a skill that not many people in this world have and that is very employable and you will get paid a lot of money i think the translators for our pay parent-teacher conference nights i think they're making like 150 an hour really? yeah like it's crazy there's and that's just a that's a public school now think about a big business like if i owned a business and i need to go to mexico to check on a factory right and see if we want to do business with them if i go and i speak spanish okay but i don't i really wish i did <laughs> and i spoke spanish i could you know have a conversation but if you're part of if you're deep down in that culture, I could bring you along and you could tell me the vibes you're getting from the employees, which shows me, are they happy? Are they are they mad? Are they not gonna wanna do the work? So I can get a better sense of things if, I, if I'm tied into that culture. It's like that facade of tourism. It's like, everybody looks happy, blah, blah, blah. But then like, you're like, do they really want us here? That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, calm down over there, Guam. <laughs> Jeez, Jessie's over here just shaking her head. No, no, you white people, leave us alone. Yes. Um, I mean, as long as you don't stay there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I also want to touch part like on, you know, school and all that. My mother, she has really high standings for all of her kids. Straight A scholarships, going to a four-year or community college, or, you know, being a doctor or a lawyer. <laughs> And I feel like me as a daughter, I feel like I haven't like fulfilled her standards at all. Because if I'm being really honest, you know, I'm not that, you know, academically smart. And I have now, you know, succeed as how she wants me to. And sometimes that brings a lot of guilt to me because like, you know, she came here to America to, you know, give me a better future, but for me not to like, you know, fill in those standards for her makes me sad. That's that's really deep. And yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you feel that way and that pressure, but I'm just going to tell you from my perspective, you're an amazing kid. You're going to be very successful with what you do. You're you're kind, you're hardworking, and that's what takes people places, right? Academic smarts only take you so far. Yeah, they can open doors, but it's do business, do people want to be around you and do people trust you? And do you show them respect and love and if you can do that you can be successful in a lot of different jobs and let's just be honest the future of the american job force there's a lot of jobs where people are retiring that you don't need a ton of education to be super successful like one of my good buddies here in denver he uh he pretty much runs a heating and air company dude's making close to 200 a year and he doesn't need the college degree to do that. He did go to college, but he's using his hands and his knowledge, right? So there's a lot of people that are retiring doing that. And so that's one of the things that I think our education system is slowly turning. We are like a cruise ship. We don't turn very fast, but we are slowly turning. Um, so that's good. And, and how can I put this? Um, to be entirely to be entirely honest, um, go back to what your point was about education and not really getting much and not knowing about colonization. Um, one of my best friends here in Denver, he's from, um, <coughs> excuse me, he's from Columbia. 
his dad, or not his dad, his great grandfather was the president of Columbia. So this kid went to very good private schools, very educated, right? And um, his, when I talked to him about, you know, how do you feel about America giving Panama to Panama, taking it from Colombia and giving it to Panama and the rich people in Panama so we could essentially operate the Panama Canal and help our business um, succeed. And he was like, you know, we don't talk about it. We don't learn that in school. We don't talk about it at all. And, and I was shocked by that, right? So, I mean, his family did has done well. But, I mean, those, those things, not only do the people in that country, wherever that is around the world, need to learn about that, but I think Americans need to learn about that. Um, so it, there's so I could go I could talk hours about this topic because you know there's so much that Americans don't know because we just don't have time. Let's just be honest. Like school, we're so jam packed in school, so it's it's really hard. Speaking of that, we're 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 kind of coming to the end of this period, but we're going to continue this. I, want, I we're going to definitely continue this. But let's. You want to say something? I just wanted to preface this for like the past things that I said and the future things that I'm going to say. Please take my like statements of on island like statements with a grain of salt because I'm here a majority of my life. I've been here a majority of my life. So whenever I talk about experiences on island or like things like that, please take it with a grain of salt. Um, no, I think I think people do. I think you, it's that nostalgia. You don't like things changing, and unfortunately, process progress is hard to stop. And there's way more. There is way more people here in the United States, or not in the United States, in the world than there were 50 years ago. So things are going to change. Uh, I went with one of my best, with one of my family's best friends. Uh, we went to their wedding in Thailand, and she's 100% Thai. He was half Thai, um, but they live in America. And when we went back there was after that tsunami that crashed into parts of Thailand the whole area got redeveloped by the by Russians and so the vibe on this on this part of this beach area was so different that um Janita my our friend she was physically upset by it like it it completely bothered her and for us like it didn't look any different I mean there it was local ties were were all around yeah there was a lot more russians but i just assumed that was because they had direct flights from certain towns in russia to this island um i didn't think it was that off of what i expected but things had changed so much for her that it bothered her so i mean you know when you have those experiences that i'm very fortunate to have having people that have accepted me from other cultures you know don't get those if, if it was just my wife and I flying to that place on vacation we would never have seen it. so I totally get it um, but uh, yeah do you guys do you guys hear that noise do you hear that do you hear that noise oh I know what it means oh it is America's favorite time questions from the Jones kids here we go are we ready yes <laughs> This question comes from my daughter. All right, so here we go. Who is in your most favorite memory? 
Oh, she's so cute. <laughs> oh, she's adorable. Thanks, Sam. So, the question was, who is in your most favorite memory? Hi. <laughs> We're getting deep here on the yeah, hot, getting emotional. high five. Yeah. Want to go first? So, um, I have two. I have, I, I bring up the second one mainly because, like, he's been on my mind recently. But I had an uncle that, like, was, like, generally made me very comfortable. And, like, I've always been super standoffish. And he was, like, the first one that would, like, bond over, like, the most childish things with me. Because I'm so used to adults, like, expecting us to act like adults already when we're still children. So he still <laughs> kept that, he still kept that, like, childish type mm-hmm. of energy with me. So he would color with me and, like joke around like oh I beat you I finished it first and like would still keep that type of energy and like um that's awesome and he he's like one of those people that I'm really grateful for and he was a great singer he he kept like that um singing within like our culture um super alive when we were younger um I'm and, also gonna does anyone on the island not sing because no. <laughs> every islander that I've met man you guys all sing and and I've said this earlier the, the guys from that walk around our school that are oh, from yeah. the islands. Yes. They have such swagger. Like, they're so <laughs> chill looking. They all wear the sunglasses and have voices. a little walk. Yeah. And it's like, they just own it. And mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, okay. Anyway, sorry. We, yeah, it's heavy. We rock heavy with that in our culture. And we feel it touches our soul heavily. Um, and as for my second person, it's my grandfather. Um, the, the uncle that I was talking about before has passed already. Okay. So, like, that's why he's still, like, in a memory. My, my grandfather, he's still alive. Um, and he's just one of those people that I have in my life that, like, I want to pick up the most traits from him. Like, all of the adults and, like, the people I look up to, there are certain traits that I want to pick up. Like, whether it's, like, how persistent they are, how they persevere and whatever. But my grandfather, he has the most traits that I want to pick up. He carries himself so well. He's very wise and, like, has that mindset of if you're not happy with what you're doing, don't do it. Pursue whatever leads you in the path that like keeps you the happiest in life Thanks. and try not to stress about the small things and things that are out of your control and he all of his advice that he's ever taken and just the amount of love that he gives out is something that i will keep me. nice thanks for sharing um i also have two one is from my father um before he passed you know he was a very caring person he loved us a lot and he would show us a lot about you know our culture he, he was also kind of quinceanera for my older sister but you know things happen and i think a lot of people like you know mis misunderstood him because you know there's many things that he has done in the past but he has changed physically and mentally and i don't think people really see him as a good person but um he was a great father he understood and he was very accepting towards us and, you know, till this day, I feel like, you know, I wish I got to, you know, bond with him a little bit better. And the second one is my older sister. She's a second mother to me. You know, growing up in, like, a single mother household, my older sister has taught us how to be respectful towards everyone, has taught us a lot about school, and she's very smart. You know, she was top 20 here in Hinkley. And she's gonna be a lawyer, so you know. Uh, if you did something up. bad, you know, hit me up, you know. <laughs> yeah, but um, 
I look up to my older sister a lot and I don't tell her that often because you know we don't we're not vulnerable to each other but you know I'm gonna send her to this podcast and I hope you know, she tells uh, me she love loves it. me. She'll love it. She'll love it. It's hard to do it, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I love my brother, and, and like, him and I are just totally different. Mm-hmm. And, and But it, we show it in different ways, right? And so some people just don't feel comfortable saying, I love you, mm-hmm. and giving hugs and stuff, but we should do that. Um, we will definitely continue this. Uh, I want, before we go, I thought about this last night. I'm going to play you guys a sound, okay? <laughs> and every old person will know this sound, but Wait. I want you to guess what this sound is, okay? Okay, what do, what do you mean you know what Wait, this is? Wait, I don't know. Can you, what do you think it is? I can never play it first, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, ready? Here yeah. we go. I know what this is. I don't know it. I feel... Don't don't, feel bad. You would never seen this. You've never heard it. This is scary. This is scary. (laughs) All right. Sorry about that. That was... We were getting an announcement right in the middle of this. So, great radio. Yeah. I'm not in the... I'm not in the recording booth. Maybe I need to start doing that. Um, But here we go. You've got mail. So that was scary, in your opinion. Okay. Yeah. So, um, do you want to describe what it is? So, like, all these tones come from, believe it or not, a computer. All those sounds come from, like, a computer. And, like, that noise comes from it, like, completely booting up and, like, having to restart its whole thing. And it's, like, it just makes loud, obnoxious noises. That was, that was the sound of us getting online when it first started. So like, imagine being on a computer and every time you tried to get online, that was the sound. And you knew you finally connected when it said, you got mail, right? And so like that sound is so ingrained in in us. And it's so funny that you like picked it up immediately. You're like, I think I know what you're gonna play because it's so different, right? Um, So. So that thank you for playing along with us. I, I wanted to get your reaction on that one. That's I was like... really funny. Um, so there. So what we're going to do is I'm going to let them go, but uh, we are going to definitely have them back on because these two are amazing students, and it's not going to be so serious on the next pod. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll play games. We'll have some fun. I've got, uh, I've got some technology from the 80s that I want you guys to look at and try to guess what it is. <laughs> Um, and we'll also play some songs uh, that I'm sure you've probably never heard of. And I want you guys to give me honest feedback. So, cool. Well, um, any last words? Um, don't listen to Junior H. Okay? Okay? Just tell y'all now. <laughs> Junior H, uh, for those of you who don't know, he's a Mexican artist and... Uh, a lot of freshman boys last year kept telling me, trying to get me on to him. And I mean, his music is good. I mean, it's it's kind of chill, but it's, it's yeah, some people love it. And some people clearly hate it. Okay, oh, yeah. anything else? Um, <laughs> do what you love, be safe. Nice. Yes. What's, a, what's, a, what's a saying you could say in Guam to, like, 
to be like, out. Be like, you're out. You're gone. It's like, what would you say to someone when they're leaving? Escalator? Escalator? Uh-huh. Ah, escalator. <laughs>
even got to use it. <laughs> yeah.